0: all week. Are you ready to get back into this right now? I'm super excited man. That's this all is I've been thinking about. Okay one two three. Hello everybody and welcome not to remember that movie but to an all new podcast here. Popcorn and Coffee a movie podcast and you might be wondering why the change? Why the change?
1: So yeah we just needed a uh, I think we needed a new uh, face. We were kind of getting the last one wasn't really going anywhere. It seemed kind of, it was getting dull. Uh, and I think we were having a hard time trying to find content for the style with the debate style.
0: Yeah, we really pigeonholed ourselves into one perspective. Yeah. And I think once we were doing it, we we realized that perspective just wasn't going to hold out in the long run. Yeah. Uh, this the, the whole you and me arguing, fighting it back and forth. I know a lot of people like that. Some of our podcasts... Uh, agree to disagree, we're pretty popular mm-hmm. with the people who listen to us. That kind of stuff's still going to go on. We're still going to be doing it. But for the foreseeable future, we're going to do a new format here, guys. It's going to be every other week, we're going to be dropping content. So once every two weeks, you're going to get a new pod. Me and Jahazel are going to dive into uh a different
1: movie each week. Or TV show.
0: Even. Or TV show, uh. yeah. Especially with the way streaming is right now. Yep. And just give you guys content that way vera she's gonna go and do other stuff right now maybe not be as prevalent on the pod as she was before but she's still gonna come in here and give her two cents every now and then um but yeah this is what we're gonna do popcorn and coffee why did we go with popcorn and coffee
1: well i don't know about you but i don't personally care for popcorn during a movie like i'll eat it every once in a while but it's not my go-to uh, I I'm kind of weird, and I enjoy a cup of coffee while I'm watching a movie.
0: Okay, everybody, listen.
1: You're even talking about at a movie theater. Yes, at a movie theater. That's the most
0: ridiculous thing I've ever uh, heard. I know That's it's weird, but thing.
1: there's something about a cup of coffee, sitting down, getting cozy in a chair, and no, uh, no, watching the movie, popcorn and a cherry coke. <laughs> Come on. That's called America. Where are you watching movies at, France, with Uh, your coffee? Hey, maybe. You know what? If this takes off, we could be watching movies around the world.
0: Okay. Uh, So we we decided to infuse the two things that we love uh, surrounding movies. I enjoy a bowl of popcorn. He enjoys a cup of coffee. He enjoys a peanut. I enjoy a peanut. Sorry. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) uh, (laughs) So another element we're going to infuse into talking about movies is we're going to start it off – with Jahaziel's devout love and adoration for different types of coffee.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, each episode we will have a different uh, uh, coffee bean that we will grind up and uh, brew. Uh, today we are doing a Honduras medium roast, uh, and it is from one of the local coffee shops here in town. Um so, yeah, it's uh we used, we did use a French press for it. So This is utterly um, ridiculous because
0: I couldn't care less about <laughs> coffee. And not only could I not care less, they all taste the same to me. It's well, really I mean, bad. when
1: you put creamer in your coffee, they're all going to taste I'm the same. I'm going to
0: drink it as is for a little bit and just be like, okay, I'm going to give you your dues as a coffee uh, admirer. I'll try it. And then, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to make it taste sweet. Uh Okay, well, let's do this first. Let's jump right into this first. Guys, the intros are going to be a little bit shorter. This is the first one we're kind of just telling you what's going on. Yeah. But from here on out, we'll probably just jump straight into mm-hmm. our coffee breakdown before we, we jump into our movie.
1: Yep. Yep. Maybe maybe give you a little bit of uh, life that's going on, too. You know, Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, another reason we stopped the last mm-hmm. pod was because uh, – we coached uh, baseball this year, so we were kinda hectic for a couple months and it Yeah. needed a needed a little bit of a break. But our kids needed us. Yeah. Which we won the championship, so you know, that's a that's a bonus. Well let's taste this uh this coffee. Did you
0: taste it already or have you not?
1: Yeah, I've been sipping on it and stuff. I haven't, oh, like I haven't actually, it actually yet. Okay, tasted it. Okay, well I'll do it first. It. Gotta let it uh, set on the tongue a little bit. <sighs> What did you say it was? It's a Honduras medium. Tastes like dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they do come out of the ground, uh, coffee beans. Uh, It's actually really smooth. Not, uh, yeah, it's really smooth. There's not a lot of. uh, um, Spit
0: it out, man.
1: (laughs) No, it's good. Okay, you're the coffee admirer. You're the one that's got to bring yeah, in the coffee Yeah, no, I am. I'm bringing I'm it, bringing in it tastes like dirt. It, it doesn't taste like dirt. It tastes like Honduras dirt. It, if you how do you know where Have you been to Honduras? A lot of coffees can taste kind of citrusy. citrusy, citricy. Citrusy, citrusy. Uh this is does not have that. Um Yeah, it's, uh, it's really it's, it it just it's just citrusy. It's just they, a lot lighter roasts tend to, you can taste it more, but it, you can, it tastes like uh it's almost like if you've had like a fruit or a vegetable, like a tomato and it, you don't like it, that flavor, but you can taste the, the acidic. That's, that's what I was looking for. The word I was looking for, acidic-y, but this is really smooth. um, No bite to it. Actually, this is really good. I've never had this one before. So guys, uh, guys, it's so much better.
0: When you add in a little International Delight French Vanilla Creamer
1: and one scoop of sugar. That there is trash. That's garbage. You just destroyed a cup of coffee. Let me try again.
0: Honduras roast. Ready? Oh, that's good. That's (laughs) good. That's rich. Okay. Uh,
1: So let me ask you. Did you see the the new Clifford the Big Red Dog trailer? No, I have not watched that yet. You're supposed to text me when those come out. You're supposed to be looking for them. I'm sorry.
0: No, I f- yeah, I did watch it. It looks fine. It looks like a kid's movie. Is
1: it like a live action or a cartoon? Oh, It's a live action. Oh, really?
0: With a giant red dog. The only thing I don't like, and I used to watch Clifford when I was a kid. That was around the era of, mm-hmm. I mean, I was probably a little on the older side. Yeah. But Clifford was a regular puppy who grew into a giant dog. Well, in this, he's just a puppy who magically turns into a giant puppy. So he's like, as a puppy, he's huge. And I'm like, no, part of the fun of Clifford is going back and watching the later episodes of okay, well now we're gonna show you what was it? Puppy Clifford, I don't remember what yeah. it was called. But yeah. he was just a regular red puppy.
1: Yeah, he was a normal sized dog that just got into some miracle bro and uh got bigger. That's, <laughs> that's
0: <just laughs> I think it had something to do with love. Oh, is that what it was? An American dream. <clears throat> Scarlett Johansson is filing a lawsuit against Disney over Black Widow. Did you I see that? did see that. Yeah, what that's crazy. On that? I, I also heard that th- off the back of this, so she released her lawsuit, and then Emma Stone was like, "You know what? I've been thinking about doing this too because of Cruella also being
1: put on Disney Plus." They knew that. Did they not know that when they were making them? Well, I guess Scarlett Johansson would have not because Disney oh, Plus not. wasn't around. And but.
0: And I can uh, I can see Scarlett Johansson's reasons for being upset. Part of the money that she makes is based upon how much it makes in theaters. Right. And if you're really sitting on Disney Plus and not factoring that much that money into theatrical release budget, she potentially could have lost a lot of money. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I don't know. I feel like she being a pro- predominant female in the MCU – the last 12 years
1: Mm -hmm.
0: not that she didn't spark controversy but there was no controversy to spark you know yeah i think she got her dues i think she was a a really fleshed out female lead character and everybody loved black widow black widow throughout the series and then now all of a sudden you're kind of done and it's like okay well now
1: it it does kind of seem like you're trying to just soak it well what i mean I'm sure she gets, what, like a percentage that the movie makes? So she's still probably making millions off of it. Oh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Like, why got to be greedy? Whatever.
0: I don't know. You're going up against Disney. That's all I'm saying. Careful. Plus, they own almost everything. So why would you want to bite that? Why would you want to bite that hand? Because don't think about this movie. Think about the next ten
1: movies you're going to do. Half of them are going to be owned by Disney. A lot of, of those actors and stuff that get into, that are getting into involved with the suing people and all that—they're gonna—they're gonna have a hard time finding jobs in the next ten years because no one's gonna want to work with that. Think so? Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I'm just thinking like if I was a director, I wouldn't want to work with somebody who's gonna just complain and cause problems the whole time. Well, yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of like the world that we
0: live in right now. Anyways. Uh. <coughs> Yes. With that being said, let's jump into
1: yes, our first movie, our first movie. We're kicking it off with uh The Way Back starring Ben Affleck.
0: Why don't you give us a rundown on that right
1: there? Okay. Uh let's see. Starring Ben Affleck. Al- uh it was directed by Gavin O'Connor, who he left the set of Suicide Squad um so he could finish working on this movie. Uh, let's see. It's got an R rating. Uh, it's genre is under drama and sports. Uh, release date was March 6th, 2020. So it released right before the pandemic last year. And uh, there was no budget available, but it did gross $13.5 million, And then it has a runtime of one hour and 48 minutes.
0: This says left the Suicide Squad 2021. Yeah. He left the new one. Oh, that's a different story because that movie is already creating like a ton of buzz. Tomato meter for that new Suicide Squad movie is at like a 94. Really? Which is insane. Granted, wow. it's not released to the public yet. That's next week. But critic reviews are at
1: least loving it.
0: Wow. Hmm.
1: But, uh, yes, yeah, so this movie was the, uh, I, we kind of wanted to start with this one. This was the first movie. So, Okay, so Jesse and I are both huge movie fans. We've watched movies our entire lives. We love them. But, and we've known each other for most of our lives. But believe it or not, this movie was the first one we actually seen together in theaters. It's kind of odd. Uh, but So it kind of holds a special place in our hearts. You know, At a least mine. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yours more than mine.
0: Ma, the movie is about... I keep hitting the mic. I'm so sorry. The movie is about a character named Jack Cunningham who is played by Ben Affleck. He's a uh, down on his luck construction worker s- dealing with heavy alcoholism and he is asked to coach a basketball team throughout the movie. As the movie goes on, you learn why he's battling with his alcoholism. He's uh, recently divorced and struggling with the loss of their son due to cancer. And that's what spawns uh all of his all of his personal life problems and battles and addictions and how basketball seemingly started to kind of bring him out of
1: that Mm -hmm. um what did you think about the story overall i i thought it was great and the fact that they were able to hide that he was divorced and that he lost a kid to cancer and there's a lot of spoilers here just so yeah uh but the fact they were there, they were able to hide that through most of the movie. You don't find that out until almost an hour into the movie that he had a kid and yeah. he died, which is great because the whole time, the whole out first hour of the movie, you're just like, man, this guy's just a jerk. Like, really? Yeah, he's he, just a bad He's an person. alcoholic yeah. and he just hates the world. Uh, And they kind of set it up so when the father of the school calls him, they kind of set it up like he was just one of those high school stars yeah. that kind of just then went downhill after high school. Yeah. But, I mean, you find out, obviously, that's not the case. So uh, I felt they did a really good job at playing that out and holding off on some of that stuff until later. Uh, I think it's good in as much as it's it's really, really clever storytelling.
0: I think it does both a service and disservice to it because pacing-wise, it's a pretty slow burn of a mm-hmm. movie. Which is really good when you're just watching him drink and drink and drink, and you're like, this guy's life sucks, and he hates himself, you know, the whole time. But then it drops little nuggets, and it drops little nuggets, but some of it doesn't pay off as well as I'd have liked it to, specifically the basketball side of things. Like, they don't really – I guess they just don't accentuate as much as I would have liked to have seen that affecting his personal life you know what i mean Mm -hmm. there's really only one scene where he put and the team starts winning they start building up momentum because they're really really bad and he's bringing this these kids out of the gutter and he pulls up to the bar that he goes to literally every single day he doesn't get out and then drives away yeah that's really the only scene where it's like okay he's contemplating his life choices and he's making changes but I can't really think of any other standout moments that accentuate that same point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I can see that. But then it turns around and maybe I'm just talking, maybe I'm just spewing things that aren't true because it turns around and something bad will happen in his personal life, which pushes him right back to the reason that he's drinking in the first place. So he's Mm -hmm. battling with, Purpose versus despair. Purpose versus despair because basketball is giving him a reason to get clean and get healthy and, and care. And then his friends who are also battling with their own children with cancer because you can tell they created like a small community. Mm-hmm. They're struggling with their own kids, which is bringing up a whole bunch of uh, despair in his heart. And he goes right back to the bottle. And then they, that scene in probably it's it's leading into the third act where the priest calls him out on it he says hey you can't coach anymore you've been drinking in front of the kids yeah is probably one of the best scenes in the entire movie because he battles with that very visually like he's trying to give him the key and he's like you know what i don't need this fine whatever and he's like no guys can we can we let's just talk about this for a minute and they're like no and he's like fine screw you guys But he's going back and forth because he wants it, but he also wants to just be able to say, okay, screw everybody, screw the world.
1: And this is not a – this movie is not about basketball at all. Like, going into it, you're thinking, okay, they kind of advertised it as a basketball film, I believe. Oh, marketing-wise, all they showed you was basketball. Oh, yeah. Not even – that's a subplot of this movie. A very, very low subplot. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Uh it's legit. Just about this. It's just about Ben Affleck's character, uh, Jack Cunningham, and his problem with alcohol and why he's struggling. Just yeah. struggling through life. Just yeah. this guy who's trying to, yeah, fix like get back on track and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, so that's why I, I guess that's just
0: why for me, it's saying Act One, Act Two are kind of slow burns in as much as the story drags a little bit, mm-hmm. but the payoff at the end oh, is yeah. completely worth sitting through the other stuff where you're sitting there kind of going, I thought this was about basketball and we're seeing cut scenes of basketball. We're seeing a play in a basketball game and that's it, you know, yeah. not whole games. It's not remember the Titans where it's like 10 minutes of football and then some drama, 10 minutes of football, some drama. No, there's 30, 40 seconds of basketball yeah. and then drinking. Yep. yep. <laughs> but but once it gets to the end and he starts to really realize the, the the path that he's taken and the dialogue the way the movie's written and the words that he uses really strike to just the core of humanity to, to me I was like oh I could feel I could feel it when he's like I'm so ashamed that I let my son down because I didn't take care of his mom mm-hmm. I, and I'm like oh
1: yeah that's heavy and then he finally does at the end he goes Like, he does check himself into rehab and starts getting help and stuff, Uh, which I think was, because he just has, like, I think it was the last, he goes on that date, yeah. and then he accidentally walks into the wrong house. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Because he he pretty much gets forced into rehab at that point. Yeah. Uh, But the only, again, going back to the basketball side, especially at the end, this is upon second viewing, not the first time I watched it, because I absolutely loved it the first time I watched it, but the second time I watched it, he got kicked off the team because of his alcohol problems Mm -hmm. and then they go into the championship game in the playoffs because he led them there and the kids are like let's do this for coach and i'm like he was barely your coach you know (laughs) what i mean like the relationship between the players and coach wasn't established enough in my opinion to to kind of warrant those responses they obviously it's there and if you want it to be there it's there is that fly bothering you? Yeah. I know. I thought I killed them all. But if you can hear it. One. Uh, the relationships are there, but on-screen stuff between him and the kids, I don't think we got enough of that to...
1: They only built that relationship with the one... I know. One kid. I know. and uh, Well,
0: kind of t- two of them. The kid, he kept kicking off the team and coming back, kicking off the yeah, team and coming back. But,
1: uh, but, but that kid, almost like... it was. They were almost like... he was almost like he was looking at himself when he was younger, except it was a flip-flop scenario because that because he didn't really like basketball he only played it because his dad loved it i know and And that scene
0: with him in the car is a really good scene as well yeah
1: uh and then the kid the power four or the point shoot guard shooting guard on the team he uh he likes basketball but his dad thinks it's a waste of time and doesn't want nothing to do with it so it's just it's almost like just a mirror image of his childhood i feel like he's looking at
0: i think it's important to note too that And this elevated the movie to a whole new level is that there was a lot of things in Ben Affleck's personal life at the time of making this movie where he was also heavily battling with alcoholism. And it plays through in the character because Mm -hmm. I don't think he was acting very much in this movie as much as he was just being Ben Affleck struggling with. So in terms of tapping into why are you drinking – to this extent, I think it was really easy for him to just look at his personal life and bring that to the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, and Vera's like, what is he drinking this whole time? And uh, surely it's not actually alcohol. And I'm like, I, I highly doubt he's drinking. Yeah. They're letting him just letting this alcohol drink on the screen just to get the, the, the it's beside the point. But yeah, in his personal life, he brought a lot of that emotion to the screen in the way that he acted alone the way that he acted alone in a few of those scenes where he's just drinking and stumbling around and talking to himself, uh-huh. and those scenes where someone starts to question him, and he just flies off the handle. And he's a really big guy. He's really intimidating. So those scenes where like his sister's questioning him, and he just lets go and starts yelling at her. It's like, oh gosh, like I could see that in real life with him, and that's a, that's yeah. scary.
1: Yeah, he's just a beast. His upper Such body is man, huge. I know, he's just so big. And I mean, granted, he did come off Batman. Like, he was also in Batman and stuff working on it, so. But the last, like, ten years, he's just, his build is just big anyway, yeah. so. So what about some of the other actors and stuff in the film? Like, where are we, how do you think, uh, how do you think everyone else did?
0: There was a couple performances that I thought were really good. The kids, all the kids were just like. They were all cliched, kind of Coach Carter cutouts. You know, do you remember that movie, Coach Carter with uh, Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. That type of thing. None of them had any personalities. Even the main kid that was the focus, he was a caricature of a personality. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? He really, truly was. There was no depth there. No. The one scene that I loved with that kid was when. Ben Affleck was standing up on the bleachers and he's yelling at me. He's like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And just throws the ball at him. And he's like, can you hear me now? And I'm just like, that's, that's what I wanted to see more But other than that, none of those kids had anything
1: to really do. No. And they were all, like you said, they were all cookie cutter from other movies. You got, you know, the ladies man who, uh, and then you had the big, you know, the kid with the one kid, I can't remember what his name was. Uh, he just had a big mouth. He's just like, anytime anyone said something, he's just like, yeah, oh, just The cocky kid yeah.
0: or the happy kid who just wants to dance all the time yeah. and the white kid who kind of thinks he's a black kid and the white kid who knows he's a white kid and can't really play basketball. <laughs> they were all there. Yeah.
1: The uh, the John Aylward, the guy that played fa- Father Divine, that called uh, Ben Affleck's character. Yeah. yeah. I was like, why does that guy look familiar? Like I'd seen him in something recently, and I'm looking at him like, man, this guy looks real familiar, and I'm pretty sure he was a priest in the other thing I saw him. <laughs> Probably. So I started looking it up and stuff, and he's in uh, – I've been watching that TV series uh, Tomb or uh, Yellowstone, oh. and he's in that, and he plays a Catholic priest in that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay. That's
0: funny. The only other character that stood out to me was Jeremy Radden, uh, who played the other priest? Yes. who traveled with the, the cha- team? The team chaplain, and yeah. And they gave him a lot to do, which I thought was really cool. Um again, though, he was a character. He wasn't a person. There was no fully fleshed out anything no. with him, unfortunately. The only role that was fleshed out at all was Ben Affleck's character and some of his ex-wife. Yeah. A little bit. But even at his mom, even Ben Affleck's mom, you barely see her actual face in the movie. Yeah. Like she's in a lot of scenes, and it's just like the back of her head. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, uh So it was really – it was a Ben Affleck movie all the way around. That was the point. That was the focus, and it worked.
1: I I love the interactions, though. Like some of the, my favorite scenes are the ones when the uh, the team chaplain and Ben Affleck are interacting with each other because he's not a like, – 'Cause there there is a lot of language in this movie. There's a lot of language, uh, yeah, there is. It's definitely not a family movie. But uh and Ben Affleck cusses a lot. Yes. At the team. Yes. And the team chaplain's just staring there, standing there. His eyes get huge because he's just like, holy cow. Like, yeah. How can you say all that? <laughs> and then he talks to him after the game. He's like after each game, he's just like, Look, you gotta stop. But the my favorite scene was the one when he's cussing and Ben Affleck sits down and looks over at the and he's like, "I'm working on it." He's like, "Work harder." Like, <laughs> I know that. And when they were on the bus, and yeah, Ben Affleck's like, "Do you really think
0: it matters what I say to these kids?" And he's cussing throughout. <laughs> and yeah. then the priest is like, "Yeah, I really think it does." But the priest phrases it the exact same way yeah. that Ben Affleck phrases it. So he cusses back at him, and Ben Affleck's just like, "Did that priest just cuss at yeah. me?"
1: <laughs>
0: but he was trying to get him. He was he, trying, trying to make, to make, make a, a point. point. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I thought that worked out really well. There was nothing really else that stood out hardcore to me. Um, as far as cinematography goes, it's real low budget, you can tell. Yeah. Um, which I think benefits the movie. Oh, yeah. It didn't it doesn't matter anything more. Yeah. There was a couple scenes where it got kind of distracting. They like to use lens flare quite a bit to and it just like clouded the screen mm-hmm. a little bit m- much. There was just a few scenes where it's like Okay, dial it back, because if it's drawing my attention to it to the point that it's distracting, I'm like dial that back a little bit. But the other thing that I loved about it, and it's really claustrophobic in as much as it's only set in like four places yeah, on the West Coast, and that's it. But the one thing that I truly loved about it was this the score. Yeah. And it's really just like an acoustic guitar the entire movie just – Picking chords, not really strumming, just a guitar, picking chords the whole time. And it changes slightly depending on what the mood of the scene needs. Mm -hmm. But most of the time it's pretty. And I told Vera, I was like, the one word that keeps coming back to my mind is like a melancholy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it's trying to be happy, but it can't because of the content of the movie. You know what I mean? It really reminded me of the scene in Avengers Endgame when after tony died they play this score piece and i think i've showed you the score piece because i absolutely love it it's one of my favorite scores Mm -hmm. but it's really cinematic the 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 score of this scene is really cinematic but when it gets time for his funeral at the end of the movie when it gets time for tony stark's funeral everything drops out and it's just an acoustic guitar and it's just strumming and it's just that it's just like it's so sad, but yet – and in that, se- in that scenario, it's like it's sad, but there's something uplifting. And in this scenario, it was sad, desiring to be uplifting, but it's like it can't because of everything that we're talking
1: about. So I thought it worked really, really well. That's crazy <laughs> that it picked up If, if you could hear that, yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm just listening to it, and I'm just like, why am I sad? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you sad cuz this is a sad movie. Uh But hey, no I, I like I could picture myself listening to that just like I like oh, a, yeah. like instrumental stuff so like that's something I would just have in the background just be like relaxing.
0: I play scores all the time though like if I'm at work I'll just turn on different movie scores. You got a lot of Forrest Gump stuff, a lot of Alan Silvestri mostly, which he does a lot of Marvel stuff too. Um But yeah, I thought it stood out like some some of the cinematography stood out negatively to me. The score stood out to me in almost every scene, but in the best way. It just added layers to it, as opposed to taking me out of the movie. Right. This one's rocky. I just want to apologize to everyone up front. This one's kind of rocky, but we've been out of this for a few months now, and I love it. But we gotta we gotta get back in our back in our swing, find our, our groove, back in our sway. So, did this movie remind you of any other movie while you were watching it? Um definitely it definitely didn't remind me of any sports movies. no <laughs> but no. again you can't echo enough that this is not a sports movie yeah.
1: it really truly isn't i guess uh, i guess thinking of movies that made me feel like like you said like they're it's like okay i like i like this movie but it's not a happy movie yeah it kind of makes you feel sad a little bit and you're just like oh wow the only other movie that's coming to mind is uh Like I, I'm just thinking like, what's eating Gilbert Grape when I watch that one? Because that's a really sad movie. Yeah. Uh, so just kind of going off that emotion, but I was gonna say when I come to like just just
0: constant kind of depression.
1: I don't know why Lawless keeps coming to my mind. You remember Lawless? Yeah, with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Maybe not. That movie wasn't really sad though. I mean I guess it was I guess it ended. Well it was just had this constant like weight on it. Yeah. You
0: know, like almost like somebody's just trying to sit on your shoulders while you're watching the movie. It's just like, oh, like, why am I uncomfortable watching this movie? (laughs) And it's intended to be such, you know, and that's why it does it. And I think it did it really well in this movie. Why Lawless didn't work was Guy Pierce. That's beside the point. Leave the man's eyebrows on. That's all I'm saying. Anyway. And don't let him talk. (laughs) (laughs) What else? What else do you have to say about the lovely The Way Back? I don't know. Nothing? I I got nothing else on it. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to let that one be what it is. And this was episode one now of... Popcorn and Coffee. Popcorn and Coffee, a movie podcast. So...
1: We're going to do a rating on this at all would you recommend this movie at all i I would recommend it uh definitely over 18 oh yeah yeah Yeah. i mean for just for language and stuff language and just
0: content in as much as alcohol i mean that and there's no sex
1: or nudity in it no there's none of that so uh
0: but content in as much as if you're not paying attention to what the characters are saying and doing You're not going to grasp the story,
1: you know. This is not one of those movies you just turn on and sit back and kind of just like mindlessly watch. You need to pay. It's it's
0: it's like the Joker
1: in as much as it's like an introspective
0: look into one specific thing. Yeah. And I don't want to compare it to Joker because I think that's a disservice to this movie. But. It's not telling a bunch of different stories that all have beginning, middles and ends. This is just one guy's journey through one s- problem at one time in his life and the conclusion isn't even incredible you know no. the redemptive arc isn't finished you know it ends
1: with him in rehab yeah you're not left satisfied
0: left satisfied
1: in as like, much as it's a good movie but like you're not left i don't know if you're left satisfied with yeah satisfied with the way it ended
0: yeah. like he took a step in the right direction but if he's not careful, the character he could easily regress back, and that whole movie could have been moot. You know, right. that's I would agree with you that it's it's unsatisfying in the sense that if you expect him to just get back with his wife, them get remarried, and everybody be happy, and he's that's not where this movie goes. No. It just doesn't do that. So yeah, I would I would also recommend this movie. I think for Ben Affleck, it's it's a a really good performance on his part, and. Uh, I think everyone knew what movie they were making when they made this movie, except maybe the marketing team. And they just marketed it a different way (laughs) to get butts in the seats. But I didn't leave dissatisfied. No. Nope. So, yes, I would also recommend this movie. And I forgot to write down all the stuff again. It's all the same except different title. Yeah, all right. You're right. You're right. Okay, everybody. So thank you for listening to our review of the way back. I hope that it was in depth enough to kind of give you a glimpse of what the movie was. And if you want to find out more about us and follow us again, we do have a lot of old episodes that fall under the title right now of remember that movie podcast. And I think it li- it's listed under popcorn and coffee, but it lives under the banner of kind of remember that movie. So you can go find all of those episodes that we did. It was like twenty, twenty three 23 or 24 episodes. And they're good. Go listen to those. You'll kind of get a gist of who we are and what we're doing here. But moving forward, this is Popcorn and Coffee, a movie podcast where we're talking all things streaming, movies, and uh, looking forward to bringing you guys quality content. If you want to find us on the social medias, it's over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Popcorn and Coffee, a movie
1: podcast. And uh, please, I mean, we are getting started here again. uh, So leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think. It will help us out uh, to get have more people help find us and uh, yeah, just share us with your friends and family. Thanks for joining us guys. Yep. Bye.